Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to touch on in this episode is obviously a topic that I've I've touched on before, but um, I think I've got some relevant ideas to talk about again. And that is how do you get hired in medical sales, and kind of a number of different ideas surrounding that. So, uh, kind of the genesis of my thinking for. Uh, doing this podcast episode today is I got a I got a uh, Instagram DM I woke up to it this morning from a guy who is currently in education and is thinking about getting into medical sales and he was essentially asking for you know my thoughts my advice um, any tips or ideas or things to think about for him on if he should get into medical sales and so uh, there were a couple of things I was thinking about while I was driving today so I figured I'd uh, figured I'd you know, do this podcast and discuss uh, some of the things that are coming to mind for me specific to that. And so, you know, the first thing I would say about somebody that is thinking about getting into medical sales, or if you're, you know, if you find yourself somewhat in the same bucket as that guy that uh, DM'd me on Instagram, the first thing I would ask you to think about is why are you uniquely suited to do well in medical sales? What is it about you? What is it about your knowledge? What is it about your experience? What is it about your education? What is it about your work ethic that makes you you uniquely qualified for medical sales? You know, the first thing that came to mind for me is I don't go apply for jobs at Google. I don't go apply for jobs at Amazon Web Services. I don't go apply to jobs at Walmart in supply chain. Why? I don't know anything about supply chain for Walmart. I don't know anything about it. And there's no level of interest uh, on my side to do that. And there's plenty of people that do. So like all the power to them, but I don't go apply at Google. Why? I don't know anything about coding. I don't know how to code ones and zeros. That's (laughs) like, that's all I got for you. Uh, I, I have like a third grade level understanding of SEO. So I don't go apply at Google. I don't go apply at Amazon web services. Why? I don't know where, I don't know how the cloud works. Where, where is the cloud? Can anybody tell me that? (laughs) I don't apply to those types of jobs because number one, I'm not uniquely qualified for it. I don't have any inherent level of interest in it. And if I go apply for that job, I'm going to get beat out by somebody that actually has knowledge or experience or interest in those jobs. Would they be good companies to work for? Well, yeah, probably. They've been around for a while and they're some of the biggest companies in the world. So you can make an argument that they would be a good company to work for, regardless of, you know, what you think about Google or Amazon or uh, Walmart. Um, And, you know, I've got my own opinions about that, but unrelated to this topic, I don't think you could say that they wouldn't, in some respects, be good companies to work for as far as job security, as far as they're bringing legitimate value to a hell of a lot of people. Um, 
So what I would say to you on, in medical sales is, okay, why you? Do you know anything about the company that you're interested in? Have you narrowed down which area of medical sales you would like to be in? You know, you could go work for Amazon and pack boxes. Uh, you know, for example, I, I was actually getting my hair cut earlier today. Uh, I get my hair cut at Great Clips. So shout out to Great Clips. Um, and I do that fundamentally because I can get in and out and I can log in online. And I, uh, I have pretty easy hair to cut. And so I just, I more or less want to get in and out and not spend too much money. Um, but shout out to Great Clips. Uh, the lady that was cutting my hair, she used to pack boxes for Amazon. And I was talking to her about that today. You know, I asked her, what was it like to work at Amazon? You know, et cetera. You can do that or you could code or you could work in their web services or you could be an account manager. There's like an infinite number of things that you could do within Amazon. So in the same way with medical sales, what do you want to do in medical sales? I think in my opinion, you really need to think about this. Do you want to sell sports medicine products? Do you want to sell total joints? Do you want to sell dental implants? Maybe your dad's a dentist. Maybe your uncle's a, you know, chiropractor. Maybe you're, you know, long lost third cousin's wife's twice removed is a, you know, internist. Maybe you, uh, I don't know, general surgery. Like there is, there, when you say medical sales or even medical device sales, you're talking about a massive range of products and services that you could be selling. And so if, if I'm in, if I could go back to my younger self and, and certainly the advice that I give people today is try to figure out what your interest level is in any given area. Like, do you have interest in, you know, dentistry? Like you could sell dental implants. And if you have some level of interest, maybe you understand the mouth and you understand, you know, the canines versus the molars versus the whatever. Obviously, I don't know anything about it. You're probably a great candidate, but it comes down to like, what is your level of expertise in the area that you're trying to be in? If you're like, well, I, I work hard. Uh, okay. Let's work hard on becoming an expert in something that you want to do. How about that? You know, you can't just say I work hard, but I don't know anything about the industry or, you know, maybe it's more so that you want to work for a company. Okay, fair enough. Maybe the only way to get into the, maybe you want to do, I don't know, you want to sell total joints, but it's going to be hard or you can't get a job in, you know, selling total joints. Well, there's big companies that exist out there that sell a lot more than total joints. And a lot of times, once you're on the inside you have those, you have access to those types of opportunities when they come up much more than you otherwise would. You know, I was thinking, uh, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk make this statement. Uh, let me see if I get it right. It was yesterday. I texted a buddy of mine, um, who I ride mountain bikes with, whatever we have, we have long, good conversations on business and politics and religion, you know, all the fun, non, uh, non, uh, non important things <laughs> or, uh, you know, they're cordial and, and they're good. But I, te or I texted him this, this comment from Gary Vaynerchuk. He said that hiring is guessing, firing, and I forget exactly what he said. Firing is, wait, hold on, hold on. I got this on my phone. Let me just pull this up on here. Don't be an idiot. I can just, uh, I can just tell you exactly what it was. And then I don't have to guess and sound like, uh, sound like an idiot. I said, uh, uh, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? Hiring is guessing, firing is not. 
Okay. The, the, his quote was hiring is guessing and firing is not. And what, where I think you can take that and use that is once you're on the inside with a company, they know if you're going to be good or not. When you're the person that's doing the hiring and you're sitting across the table from somebody that you don't know, and you know, especially if they don't have a really strong track record, it's a guess. I mean, it's always a guess and you're trying to minimize the guessing that's there. That's the whole idea of what you're trying to narrow down when you're interviewing them. Once you're on the inside and you've been working with a company for a year or two, they know who you are. They know what you're about. They know how many times you've shown up late. They know, they know how many times they've given you a project and you haven't followed through with it or you, or you haven't gotten it done. Or they know how great you are and they're like, yeah, you'd be a perfect fit for this position as a total joint rep. You know, who knows? I'm just saying that you've got to figure out what your strategy is. What is it that you want to do and then work backward from there? How do I get there? Okay. Do I need to learn about the company? Yeah. Do I need to learn, you know, if, if you're selling total joints or you want to get into total joints, do I know anything about the anatomy? Have I ever seen a total joint procedure? Like you can go to YouTube and watch total joint procedures. I mean, it's crazy to me that you would go, you would ever try to get a job for something and not do a bunch of background work, figuring out how to, how to separate yourself and differentiate yourself for that job. Like you can go watch a hundred total joint procedures, the entire procedure on YouTube so that when you walk into an interview, you know what the hell you're talking about. Number one, number two, you'd also maybe find out like, uh, that's going to gross me out. I'm not going to be, able to, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to be a total joint rep. Like that's totally possible. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with, um, you know, friends and even family members, you know, um, that the idea of blood and guts and being in surgery is crazy to them. They're like, there's no way I could do that. Okay, cool. That's fine. Do your thing. But like figure out what, what it is you want to do and figure out what your strengths and weaknesses actually are. You know, um, you know, for example, my brother, uh, he and I are tight. He's a year and a half older than me. We've been, we've been tight, you know, all our lives It's just he and I. So, you know, we obviously did everything as kids. Um, you know, he and I have talked about sales, like it's not for him and that's like totally fine. He's got a great gig and he's going to be able to make a great living. So you don't have to be in medical sales. What I don't want people to, to do is think that medical sales is something that it's not. I don't want you to get idealistic about medical sales. Like it's this magical career where, you know, once you're on the inside, you're going to make shit tons of money and you're not going to have to work that hard and you're going to be playing golf and you're going to be talking with doctors and hanging out with them and you get to wear scrubs and you get to drive around and like, like it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be just so we're clear. Now it doesn't mean I don't like it. It doesn't mean that I want to do something else. I'm just saying like have a realistic approach to this job and this career. So like, what is it about you that makes you uniquely qualified or interested in this? Do you know anything about selling? Have you ever sold anything? You know, like one of the first, one of the most difficult things for people is to figure out how to get over failure in sales. Like you're going to fail the majority of time in sales, even if you're the best. So, you know, if, if you're somebody that struggles with that and can't handle the fact that I called on five offices and they all said no. And now I'm just sitting on my computer at Panera because I don't know what the hell to do. And I'm, you know, miserable. And now I'm, you know, looking at other jobs. Like if that's you, don't 
don't chase this false hope knowing that it, when you're in that situation, you're going to make the bad decision. You're going to start pursuing other jobs. Like it, if you're somebody that struggles being told no, if you're somebody that struggles under pressure, if you're somebody that struggles with anxiety, if you're, if somebody's getting on you and say, Hey, you got to perform. These are the numbers. Like what we do is a numbers based game. You know, at the end of the day, regardless of what you do at the end of the day, you've got one number and it's your sales number. Did you hit it? <laughs> if you don't want to do that, like, like don't do this job, you know, but if that is exciting to you and motivating, or you think you'd do well in this, then cool. But now work your ass off trying to trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I want to do in medical sales? What is the specialty that I could be really good at? That's interesting to me. Like maybe you're interested in spine, you know, maybe you had a back injury as a kid and now you can tell a story. Maybe you, maybe you had a back injury as a kid. Now you have some just inherent level of interest in the spine and the spinal column. And so you start learning about the spine and the anatomy and then go work for Medtronic or Globus or K2M or Nuvasive. Like you've got a story to pitch. <laughs> like that is sales, you know, figure out what your angle is because the person that's going to be hiring you, they need to know, like you're selling yourself on them. Why should I hire you? You know, here's the thing. Honestly, I haven't sold anything, but what I can tell you is that when I was a kid, I fell off a horse or I fell off my bike and I had a back injury and I went into surgery and I had products put in my spine that made my life better. And I am inherently interested in spine. I, I find this industry fascinating and I want to sell these products and I, I'm genuinely interested in doing this job. Like now you have a story to pitch on why you would be a good candidate for spine surgery, right? Like if you don't, if you're not going to be able to find some angle, what are you going to tell them? How are you going to get the job? Like you're going to struggle to outcompete the other people that are there. What's the differentiating factor? So, um, you know, I hope that's hope helpful to, to think this through. And I don't know, maybe it's a little bit motivating, but I'm asked routinely, all right, what do I do to get into the industry? Or what do you think I should do? Or how should I get into the industry? Like it starts by figuring out what is it, what is it that you want to do? Is there some area of medical sales, quote unquote, that's this vast industry? Is there some area that you want to be in that you have some level of interest in? And if so, then learn about it, right? Like you wouldn't walk into Google and apply for a coding position and not know how to code. Like, like that sounds insane in other industries. When you think about like highly special specialized industries, it sounds crazy to walk in and try to get a job at a place where you don't have that specific expertise. Yeah. Okay. We all agree. But for some reason, people think that, well, just because I'm a good person, I'm going to be able to go to this other place and they're going to hire me. Like, don't you think you should work on getting some level of expertise? Uh, that's probably going to help you. So, um, I don't know that that's why I don't want to echo the same thing that I've talked about in the past, but you know, I think you, I think you really have to think about what is the area that's most interesting to you. Number one, number two, how do I, how do I become an expert in that industry or how do I, how can I pitch me to the person that's hiring on why I would be a good candidate? You know, have you coded anything in your life? Okay, don't go apply at Google. 
Do you know anything about anatomy? No. <laughs> Do you know anything about medical procedures? No. Have you gone to YouTube and watched a procedure? No. Do you, do you know who the relevant companies are in the market? No. Okay. Okay. You're probably not going to get a job. Like, don't make it more complicated than it is. I think, I think people try to overcomplicate things because they think that there's like some, some magical formula for how to do it. Like, it's not that complicated. Number one, inform yourself. So make yourself smart or as smart as you can on the specific industry, the specific product categories in the company that you're interviewing with. Be able to pitch yourself well. So figure out what you're going to say. How do you differentiate you? And then try to get as many interviews as you can. You know, the thing about getting a job in medical sales, so many people, and and I think it's I think it's the same mental framework is at work in people as when you think about the, um, uh, I was going to say the, uh, shit, what is it? New Year's resolutions. I don't know why I was blanking on that. New Year's resolutions. People give up on those after, you know, the first three days. And I forget the numbers. There are, there are certain numbers that I've read on when people face obstacles, how many of them give up after the first obstacle and the second obstacle and the third obstacle. And the numbers are honestly staggering. And so what I've seen, certainly, uh, anecdotally, let's say, what I've seen anecdotally is that people who have one interview or are pursuing only one job, one position, are going to struggle or have struggled because they're only looking at it like this is my one opportunity. Okay. I, d- I don't know how, how else I can say it other than in sales, you've got a pipeline of customers that you're calling on because you don't know which ones you're going to be able to get the business with. Some customers are going to be qualified customers and you're going to convert a certain percentage of those. Some of them are not. And if you approach your medical sales career as, well, I see this one job opportunity, so let's go for it. And that's the only one you're working on. And maybe that's the ideal one for you. Maybe that's the one you absolutely do want. Cool. But also recognize that once you're on the inside in medical sales, once you've taken a job in the industry, once you've worked for one of the legitimate companies, the opportunities are going to be plentiful after that, because then you're going to have people asking for you. You're going to have recruiters contacting you. It's the initial one that can be the most difficult. And so that's why you've got to, you've got to have a large pipeline of opportunities. You know, you can't apply to three jobs. And you, if you don't get those three jobs, you're like, you know, what the hell? Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe like, Okay, if that's your approach, you're probably not going to be good in sales anyway. So, like, take another job. But, you know, if you actually want to do this, you should be applying to, you know, 20 jobs. And you should be reaching out to as many people as you can to talk with them in an appropriate fashion. So, um, you know, you got to take it serious and put in the effort and put in the work. And hopefully things will pay off. And um, if there's anything in particular that I can do or you have specific questions, maybe you're curious about a particular industry or sector of medical sales, shoot me a, shoot me a message. You know, you can email me or you can uh, DM me or, you know, whatever. You can figure out how to get a hold of me. If you can't figure out how to get a hold of me, you probably shouldn't be in sales because sales is all about how do I get a hold of people that don't want to talk to me. So uh, I'm sure you can figure it out. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode and we will see you on the next one.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.